Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. Baby, baby. Welcome, everybody, to this week's B-Side of the Dead Punnett Society podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Proctor, and joining me on the line, as usual, is my lovely co-host, Amy Therese. Hi. How's it going, patrons? Hi, Adam. How's things today? Things are great. Uh, the patrons are great. The patrons are always great. And uh, if you're not, if you're listening to this episode right now and you are not a patron, uh, you're about to get a five to ten minute teaser, as always. We're going to be putting these out on a weekly basis just to kind of wet your whistle. Let uh, people who aren't patrons know what we're up to and uh, try to entice you to join the Dead Pundit Society on Patreon.com. That's uh, Patreon.com slash Dead Pundits. Become a member at $5 or more per month and you'll get access to the B-side that airs at the end of each week. Uh, we feature sort of insider discussions. We save the hottest takes for the patrons, the people who know our project, who devour each and every episode and have the background to be able to handle some of the more nuanced things uh, that we have on offer here at Dead Pundits. So yeah, Amy, what are we up to today? Well, what's on what's on tap for the patrons and the people? I believe we're answering questions that listeners have that we solicited from listeners, and they have forwarded us quite a variety of questions. Quite a variety of questions. We've got a lot of really great questions coming from patrons and other listeners alike. We asked for them on the what, what curious cat which is kind of a curious platform. Most of them are anonymous. <laughs> see what I did there? God, you're welcome, everybody. I know you guys are listening for the jokes. <laughs> that dad joke goes out to all of the haters who have left bad reviews of the podcast uh, complaining that the host, Adam, is not funny. And, They're uh, not I just bad be clear. reviews. I just want to be clear. Uh, I never claim to be funny, people. That's never, that's never been a thing that's, I've ever, that's ever come out of my mouth. Can I just add, like, they're generally quite good reviews oh, we have of the podcast. Reviews. And while we're mentioning it, by the way, particularly for the patrons out there, for the patrons out there, head over to iTunes and rate and review the podcast. We have almost like a 4.9 star review for the podcast right now, which is excellent because I hardly ever ask anyone to do that. And uh, go ahead and give a uh, full-on comment. Tell us how much you love the show and uh, how much of an <laughs> asshole I am and what you wish that we were doing differently. Uh, while you're at it so anyway yeah Amy what do you got for no, it no don't no 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 don't tell us what you wish we were doing differently not on <laughs> iTunes I'm kidding you can de- I'm kidding you can you can DM all the constructive criticism you like to the Dead Pundits Twitter account that's right but in the interim while we're working on incorporating your feedback and becoming better at life and or podcasting and managing in the interim, your help encourage encourage us with a little bit of like positive feedback as well so all the positive five-star reviews go to itunes and just dm all the hate to the twitter account (laughs) yeah that's right no but but seriously it does i think i think the, the reviews go quite a long way in helping to point people in the direction of this podcast if they have other similar interests if they're listening to other lefty style you know progressive podcast uh, this one will come up on their on their podcast catcher as well so enough of the pitch uh, we're doing Q&A for the patrons today. We've solicited a lot of really great, great questions. Um, they're kind of all over the place, but that's fun for us. So let's have a little fun today. Amy, what's, what's, what's the first question? Okay. 
So the first question is from Anonymous. And Anonymous seems to have directed that question most specifically at you, Adam, writing, mm. Adam, are you more optimistic or pessimistic about the future of socialism? I know it's a broad question, but I was just curious about your thoughts. Thanks. Oh, boy. I mean, the, the easiest go-to here would be to pull out, um, you know, Gramsci's uh, pessimism uh, of the intellect, optimism of the will. But I think that quote is largely misunderstood and grossly overdone. So uh, I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm going to I'm going to throw that uh, uh, under erasure. You're going to pretend like I never said that. Um, <laughs> I mean, obviously, if I wasn't optimistic, I wouldn't be sinking all of this time and effort into a freaking lefty socialist podcast. Um, sorry, not to be snarky to the person who asked the question. I think it's a really great question because. I, like most of you listeners out there, vacillate between optimism and pessimism like multiple times on a daily basis. Um, and I have good weeks and bad weeks and good months and bad months. Um, I do think, you know, this isn't really addressing the question, but I do really think that like this, this illustrates the importance of having like uh, some kind of like political support group around you. Ideally, they're in person. But for most you of us, you make it I sound think, like it's AA. <laughs> I mean, it is. My God, are you kidding me? Like, I mean, we're living in in a, in a in a really difficult political period right now. In some senses, you know, with Trump and and the onslaught that we're about yeah. to face with the Supreme Court uh, being decisively swung uh, in a very arch conservative direction. And there's a lot of shit coming down the pipeline right now um, that would warrant a certain sense of pessimism. It's also true, I think, that we are we are about to witness. Uh, the neoliberal democratic wings, um, um, uh, you know, offensive, their late offensive to the uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez uh, wave. Uh, they're about to pull this on, you know, all out and they're going to pull they're going to pull all of their their usual weapons, you know, that exist in their armory with with Russia and and, you know, socialism doesn't work and look at Venezuela and, you know, all this kind of shit. Uh, but they're going to come up with new weapons that we actually haven't seen yet, and they might be really effective. And so I think that like that's just to say that like there's a lot to be optimistic about. There's a lot to be pessimistic about, but we always need to sort of weigh them against one another. And you need to surround yourself with people that 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 are like minded enough to keep you going. And if anything else, I mean, my God, if 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 we achieve nothing else with with this podcast project, I hope that at least once or twice a week, you can listen to our dull set voices <laughs> and, uh, you know, we can in some way resonate with uh, your sort of political impulses and inclinations in a way that gives you some resolve to keep going another day, another week. Um, man, this got like really deep and like unnecessarily existential, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think you necessarily need to surround yourself with people who share your politics. Like, Particularly, um, I mean, it depends where in the country you're situated and sort of what you're like, both socioeconomic, but also just like the nature of like where you work and like just the, the milieu in which you find yourself doesn't necessarily mean that like many or most people necessarily have like a cadre of similarly situated like um people with similarly situated politics, right? Like it's sort of easy to say you need to surround yourself with people of X description. Like I think that's a luxury that not everybody um that not everybody has. And like No, that's I mean, that's not I mean, just to be clear, that's not I mean, I agree with everything you just said. Just to so to to um 
to better articulate that point, that's not at all what I was suggesting. What I was saying is you need to have at least one or two pe- people around you that you can sort of vent to. Because uh, Lord knows, I, I don't, I mean, I don't want any of the listeners out there to get it wrong, to get it twisted. That's not what my life looks like. You know, unfortunately, I don't live in a, in a really, uh, you know, a really cool socialist enclave somewhere in Brooklyn. And I'm not hating on that. I think those people are lucky as hell and I'm jealous. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm relatively isolated um, in my day-to-day experience. Um, and, and so, no, I'm definitely not suggesting that we sort of like retreat to our enclaves and we just sort of like, uh, you know, only surround ourselves with, with, you know, in, in these echo chambers. All I'm saying is oh. you need to have at least one or two people that you can yeah, sort of reach I, out I to. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's I guess what I'm saying there. is like, um, particularly like in the, in the era that we're in, in terms of sort of atomization, alienation, like you may well find that like those people for you are not necessarily people that are in your physical space. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't totally, know, totally. people like Adam are like the people that I speak most about politics with and like he's in a totally different hemisphere than me. Yeah. But like he's kind of like my imaginary friend in my pocket because I'm always <laughs> talking to him on WhatsApp. <laughs> That's right. So, you know, these connections and these sort of – you know, security blankets, if you will, um, are not always people who are, who are physically present but but cannot sometimes be present just digitally or differently as well. Yeah, 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 totally. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm not really addressing the question so much as I'm just sort of uh, – I'm, I'm suggesting that there will be waves of, of optimism and pessimism that overcome you from time to time. And I think that it's really important – that, you know, I don't, you know, whatever, just to jerk, jerk uh, my own chain for a minute. Like, it's important that, that podcast projects sort of pop up like this. It's important that there are periodicals like, you know, like Jacobin or Viewpoint or whatever you want to read. Um, that there are communities that are popping up here and there to make you, to, to, I think it gives people the strength to weather the storms that will inevitably arise. They're not substitutes, you know, for actual politics. But they do give people a sense of belonging and community and, and collective resolve to make you feel like you're not crazy uh, when when the world around you oftentimes looks very different than than you know you you know I don't know you're, you think about everybody always think goes you know, defaults to their racist uncle at Thanksgiving dinner or whatever right um, so I don't know am I optimistic right now yes I'm optimistic I like the direction that the left is headed I think that the inside outside strategy that we be articulating on Dead Punnett Society is really important. Um, I think this electoral wave that we're seeing is, is, oh, it's beset with contradictions, but at the same time, it is disabusing the left of some of its more silly positions. It's more silly, I would say, ultra left kind of, um, illusory positions of, of this, like this, this silly dichotomy between reform and revolution, uh, that has never been operative. And it most certainly is not operative today. And it's going to put on the table, the importance of non-reformist reforms, and this kind of democratic socialist uh, transition to to, so, to, to socialism, uh, and it, it's going to disabuse people of these sort of, um, you know, to the barricades, armed revolution, you know, Maoist guerrilla struggle or whatever that I think that people have been sort of fantasizing about in the U.S. for far too long. Um, anyway, uh, it's, I just pissed off like you know fifty percent of the listeners with that. Um, not the, patrons, also, not the patrons. Not the patrons. I think I think it's also that like that that maximalist posturing or or just posturing generally is sort of a response to the absence of real and material power. So you know, you, you can't even necessarily hate on people for sort of 
getting lost in rhetoric and yeah. cultural positioning when when political power isn't something that the left has had for such a significant period of time. But I think um, in really substantive ways, the fact that um, political wins are starting to occur um, really shifts the terrain on which both like the broader left political project is playing, but also just, just the engagement that um, leftists have with each other in their own milieu changes too. This concludes your free teaser of this week's B-Side. Head over to patreon.com slash deadpundits and subscribe today to hear the rest of this episode and to double your DPS pleasure each week.